1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. We
2: had, to come ba- we had to come back and reform because um, we didn't make any money in the careers that we chose after being celebrities. So Speak we have to for come-
1: yourself. I'm doing A-OK.
2: <laughs> this is a comeback tour.
1: This is when one member of the band doesn't have any money left and then they try to get the others in to do a world tour um, just to jump bit money. And this is my basically charity work. Yeah, that's right. I have reached the dizzy heights of Hollywood and beyond. And now I'm helping out my poor, poor friend.
2: I'm not even going to argue with you. I'm not even going to argue with you.
1: But yeah, the, the good news is we are back. And I suppose the best thing to do is By being back is to celebrate with a paranormal story because this is a paranormal podcast. Would you agree? Rock
2: your body, yeah.
1: I love the way you've gotten this singing element of the podcast out of your system and that that won't be reoccurring again.
2: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I won't be continuing this for the whole season in hopes of getting that record label deal again. Um, No, I think it would be a really good idea if we started, just got into it. Listen, our lives are a mess and don't be pretending that yours isn't either, Will. But sure, what is there to do? We need to tell another spooky story.
1: Don't you try drag Beyonce down. She's doing <laughs> very well for herself, Michelle. Very well. Okay, so I have a story for you, back with a bang, as crazy as ever. And Annie, it came across my desk and I just said, hold up a minute here. I actually heard this story. Um, it was on This Paranormal Life podcast which I love because it's so funny and um it was similar to an acid trip Annie so I think it fits well into our podcast (laughs) I think it fits very very well I also think that it would terrify you so on a personal level it kind of fulfills me
2: oh lovely thank you I I I really really um I'm really pleased when I know that you're thinking of me when things come across into your news desk
1: this story is called the gateshead gray have you ever heard of the gateshead gray Annie
2: Absolutely not, like 99% of your drivel. I have never heard of it before.
1: Okay, let's get the show on the road. The year was 1940. Britain was in the midst of a Second World War. In the town of Gateshead, United Kingdom, five-year-old Robert Hall sat on a low wall with his friend, watching as a river of British soldiers marched down Saltwell Road. At first, the sight thrilled the two young boys, but as the hours passed by, the excitement had slowly waned. A seemingly never-ending stream of soldiers coupled with a cold wind and empty stomachs was enough to push the boys to head home. Mm, what they would go on to find would be something that reads from a script of a Hollywood sci-fi blockbuster. Starring Hollywood's Hartraud Will hannon as Robert Hall and Annie Gan as bin prop number two. <laughs> this is the Kate's Head motion movie picture event. I think you would. You'd be a very good bin. You would be a very good bin. Do you not agree?
2: Yeah, I do take a lot of rubbish, actually. And in my everyday life, I do actually take quite a lot of shit. Yes, so maybe I would. Just (laughs) get off your fucking story. Come on to fuck. I'm already bored. We're five minutes in.
1: Oh, my God. The boys ran down Headley Street's back lanes, trying to make their way home when Robert said they both seemed to pass through what he called an invisible wobbly barrier. What was on the other side was quite unbelievable. Now, Annie, I just want you to play that little audio that I have there.
0: Well, that seemed to be the barrier. All you could see is the railway because we didn't see it till we got through the, this like a barrier. It went under these horrible creatures and they got a hold of it. And so one of them... A- of this other lad as well. Then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, the chuck were both along, and the horrible looking things, there was about 18 and 19 creatures, the horrible looking things. Can you describe what they look like? Well, look well, there was one, and now gonna, you're gonna take the mic. One was like Bigfoot.
2: <laughs> I love this, is this like a West Country accent? They got a hold of well. You're gonna have to put on like um, subtitles for people that have never heard this kind of chat before. There is fucking gas.
0: He was very tall, and the others were small, about four foot. And uh, they, were, they were horrible ones. One had like a diver's mask on him, and uh, one of the creatures he was a very good-looking bloke, one of the aliens, mm-hmm. and he, he had a kind of um, like a robe on. Mm-hmm. Did he have what colour hair did he have? <laughs> uh, he was blonde. <laughs> didn't know. Mm, <laughs> he had long hair, like ye. <laughs> <laughs> well, a bit longer than
2: yours. <laughs> he had long hair, like you. Well, a bit longer than yours. Okay, so this um West Country gentleman, is it, says that there was something like Bigfoot, uh, something like, you know, uh, an alien with, a, like, a fucking, fucking diving suit on, and a really good-looking man with long hair.
1: Yeah, I would, like... I want to know Who the good looking with long hair Is Is he single Does he have uh, His digits That he wants to give me um, You know The rest of them Sound like uh, A dog show To be honest with you And this This guy Was he just average looking And because they all Look like dogs He stood out like Oh my god He's beautiful well, Or was he genuinely sorry beautiful Sorry this
2: In this uh, artist recreation, he's a rather beautiful man wearing a kind of like a red cape and like it's very, very bougie looking. Like, I like, I like, like he looks like he's been kind of queer eyed. Like he's, he's, I like him. I like him. I think, I think at the stage you're at, you should really dig into this and see if you can get his digits.
1: I think so too. And also, like, I mean, I'd be partial to the Bigfoot fella as well if he's tall and he's got a good hair. Like, why not? I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pigeonhole myself just into, Blonde well, we know Brad from Pig previous guy. seasons
2: that, you know, we we know from previous seasons that Bigfoot is mine. I call J. Blonde Bigfoot. I always have. I That's it. So from the start of time. I told I you. I am sexually attracted to Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> I told you not to bring up your bestiality past again. And here we fucking are. Here we fucking are. Come on,
2: what happens? What happens? Tell so, me.
1: But, Basically, he go, He says that there's like 18 to 19 creatures. We've got like, this is a, basically a fancy dress oh. party in the back lanes of Headley, <laughs> Headley Street and Gateshead here. But it's not Halloween and it's supposedly they're real life creatures. Also, this is the 1940s. I don't think we haven't really had Roswell yet. So like you know you don't really have a point of reference here to be like is that an alien you're just going to go with creatures and this is what he's describing them as the whole time is creatures 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 Robert goes on to say that these creatures took the two boys to a more secluded location on the back lanes and that a floating metal capsule joined them this capsule was as wide as the street but could not fit the creatures inf- inside. Its purpose was never revealed to Robert. <laughs> so it was just like a giant floating <laughs> balloon that followed them as well. So I, that's why I think maybe it was like a fancy dress party. Um, and they yeah, just all pitched in for one giant balloon as opposed balloon. to bring a few. Yeah,
2: well, Yeah, they're only small kids. They could only afford one balloon.
1: Hmm. When asked if there was any other children present, Robert confirmed that there was. He said that there was three young girls who were hysterical and that they were kind of trying to climb the walls of the back lane to get away. There in the back lane, Robert claims that a creature took a sample of blood from the back of his neck. While doing so, the creature warned Robert not to look up or else he would be killed. Now, what I gather at this point in the interview is Robert is telling the man that I think Bigfoot told Robert to, like, run. Bigfoot was like, I'm not part of this. (laughs) I'm not part of this. Get out of here, little boy. Get out of here.
2: I was just on my way to get a bag of chips from the chippy and I came upon this. I fucking told you, Bigfoot is sound. He's a really nice guy. He didn't want any part in any of this. He was going out for a midnight snack.
1: Yeah, and I begin to think that he was actually abducted himself because, like, you don't think of Bigfoot in the back lanes of Gateshead, idea Like, he's more of a, like, a nature <laughs> foresty creature. So, like, the fact that he's on cobblestones, it's just fucking weird for starters. So that's why I do think that he told Robert to run. Anyway, Robert ran, right? Eventually, he found a soldier and relayed what was happening in the back street. At first, the soldier was like, get off my shoe. Um, and then just said it was probably older, <laughs> older kids trying to frighten him, you know? Do you know, he's five. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. probably like, older yeah. kids with like smokes and like leather jackets in the back alley. He's been like, hey, kid, I'm going to get you. And then, you know that type of stuff, but yeah, when Robert, well,
2: it was the Fonz. It was the I, in the back alley.
1: Like, I well, I didn't want to say, but yeah, I think he was one of the eighteen and nineteen people. Annie. Like, there's a lot of people he could fit in there, you know. But when Robert showed the mark where the blood was taken, the soldier's interest peaked, and so he decided to follow Robert to where these creatures were supposed supposedly were in the back streets. Robert says that once the soldier turned the corner and saw what was happening, all hell broke loose. gunfire erupted on the back lanes of Headley Street. There they witnessed a woman and a small child quickly leave this craft and disappear into the back street <laughs> before the capsule lifted into the air and disappeared. In my personal, in my personal expert opinion, I don't believe that the capsule was a craft. I think it was some sort of floating portal. Yes. Oh, hello. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. What the uh, the
2: fuck is going on in here? Sorry,
1: my headphones fell out of my ear. Um, Or Robert (laughs) knocked him out or the gray alien. Yeah, I do believe maybe they they tried to cut me off any when I uncovered that. Factual evidence there. Well,
2: well. Um. I do you not think they know that it was just like actually just like a load of like drunk people like a hairy man a good looking man a man with a bucket on his head and somebody holding a balloon having a bit of a sesh out in the backyard like I, these kids were five i don't know if this is like mm, believable kind of evidence but here you are making up theories that that that, that the balloon was actually a portal to another dimension are you feeling okay
1: and the Oscar goes to Hartrob William O'Hanlon for playing Rob- <laughs> Robert and <him. laughs> Next we have the award for bin prop number two. In the running <laughs> we have Annie Gan for the same movie. Let's, uh, quiet now while we listen. And the winner is... The big brown bin. Thank you. Oh, Annie, we said this week. Or this year, sorry, not this week. The Oscars aren't weekly, unfortunately. Anyway, on with the story. Yeah, yeah. just back to what you said there. Yeah, like, I do agree with you. Listen, Annie, I wasn't there, either were you. So, you know, it's our word against Roberts. But um, things do go up a gear if you want to continue on.
2: Oh, oh I absolutely want they to continue. Go up a yes. fucking
1: gear or two. In the days that followed the abduction, Robert experienced headaches and his eyes watered. Or maybe he was just crying. A small triangular shape appeared on his left cheek and stayed there till the age of 13, he claims. Of course, Robert told his parents what happened, but they didn't want to hear a word about this out of this world encounter and instructed him to keep quiet. So Robert kept his terrifying encounter to himself, except telling the whole street. He was five after all. He's going to be telling the neighbours and his friends and (laughs) everything like they're going to, he's going to be automatically the crazy child. And he kind of alludes to the fact that he told people later on. One day, not long after the abduction, Robert's father told him to fetch the daily newspaper from the local shop. Robert set off. His feet barely touched the cobblestones as he sped through the back lanes of Gateshead. He briefly looked over his shoulder only to see a small grey creature was running after him at speed. (laughs) Now this is where you pop into my imagination and your head goes on the body of Robert. Because I would like to see that. (laughs) You know.
2: I cannot stand anything chasing me. I would have actually just... I cannot, I can't, I, I, I can't. Uh, any long-time listeners know of the show that I used to actually piss myself in games of tag. I, I just couldn't, could not stand anything chasing me. That would be me. Five-year-old me would just be gone, gone, on the ground, dead.
1: And have continued to piss herself up into adult life, just <laughs> <for> sporadically. <laughs> <laughs> Robert's heart raced, he dropped his head and pushed his feet into the ground. He screamed out for help in terror. Just as he turned the street corner, Robert claims that his Uncle Ernie appeared, armed with a shovel. His Uncle Ernie had heard his nephew's familiar voice screaming. In a flash, without thinking, Ernie smashed the shovel over the grey's head, whose body fell to the ground. Ernie and Robert couldn't believe their eyes. There, laying, lifeless at their feet, was for all the world, a grey alien. Ernie quickly instructed Robert to fetch Sergeant Brooks from Saltwell Road. Knowing that he would soon be coming off duty, he told Robert to hurry along.
0: Then I went to this shop, Mona Hollands, to get me father's paper. A grey come after us up the back lane. I run like out, grey was on us like a shot. And I was a hell of a good runner. Me, and now as I screamed my Uncle and he smashed his cheated him with a shovel <laughs> <laughs> and he says come on mate I've never seen out like it and he says get um, Sergeant Brooks on Southwell Road he'd be just coming off duty now so I run round to Southwell Road and Sergeant Brooks come along I says he's killed it he's killed it he says he's killed what and he went for his truncheon and had the old fashioned police mark on and he come round the corner he said by God and he was crossing he said praying he says I've never seen out like it they put it on a coal sack and pulled it into the backyard, into the the, the, the coal place is still there to this day. They pulled it into there. You see, you get yourself away home. I said, no, I've been telling you the damn truth. There is your proof. Get yourself away home, Robert. I said, no, I'm standing here.
1: Absolutely incredible. Robert's uncle, Ernie Wren, had killed the creature with a coal
0: shovel. This is the precise spot where the alien was hit over the head with the shovel.
2: <laughs> I love the reporter guy standing in the, in the ginnel with a shovel and being like, "This is where it happened." Booge with the shovel. Oh my God, Uncle Ernie, what a legend! What a legend!
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: It is a fascinating story. Now, they say that the body of the alien was taken to a nearby church in the crypt of it, basically, or kind of underneath it in the basement. And it was stored there for quite some time before it kind of disappeared, which is weird, um, Robert said that he was threatened by these mysterious kind of men in black figures <laughs> that were kind of like, "Shut your trap! Are you gonna get it?" Um, which he said put the wind up him And as a five year old You're going to be shitting your fucking knickers If anybody's coming to the door That looks like a cop And is telling you shut your mouth Or been like you know oh it's Robert in Yeah yeah no problem I'll get him And then like the parents just been like Oh there's a guy at the door for you Robert And then your man just like putting his finger Across his throat being like Dead and then going off, <laughs> you know. It's quite oh quite difficult for. And
2: her. um, it's really strange that the Men in Black were there because that film wasn't even Will Smith wasn't even born by then. Like, how weird! Oh,
1: you silly, silly girl! The Men in Black have been around for years, and Marie. <laughs> I, in fact, I'm a Man in Black, <laughs> but I'm wearing a green hoodie. That's my disguise. <laughs> Um, yeah it is kind of a crazy story now you know surely Annie surely the people of Gateshead would remember a day like this first of all you have loads of soldiers going through the town then you have 18 to 19 uh, (laughs) uh, out of this world creatures in your back alleys kids screaming aliens been murdered in the street underneath churches what is going on Um, So this uh, investigator who interviewed Robert, he did his own little research and he went to try and see, you know, where's these other people? Came up with nothing, came up with nothing. Conveniently, the boy on the wall who uh, Robert wasn't really offering up any names, like who that person was, even though, you know, this was a boy who... Clearly he played with it a lot. You'd know who he was. Also, he lived on the same street as him. You'd know who he was. He did know who he was. Um and then Robert kind of like sheepishly points out, I think it was that that house. And unfortunately, the man is dead. Uncle Ernie is dead. So we don't have Uncle Ernie. The sergeant's dead. You know. Is this just the case that this story was uncovered a little bit too late? Was it covered up, Annie?
2: Is it a case that, is, is it a case that like this little chap on this day was just having some kind of psychotic experience? Do
1: you know what's even more psychotic is that whenever he was being interviewed, I looked at him and then I, I looked to see if he had a wedding, wedding band. Um, and in my mm-hmm. head, I was like, if he doesn't have a wedding band, he's just this crazy bachelor. And then if he does, in my head, I was thinking mm-hmm. if he does have a wedding band, oh no, it, then the story must be true. Why was why was I thinking like that? Because like you'd have a wife that'd be that like, "Stop reading. telling your <laughs> shitty stories," and someone to be in your face if he's kind of on his own. He's made up himself. Isn't that really weird?
2: That. That is a really weird way to try and investigate this story Well are you saying that like crazy people don't get married Because I'm telling (laughs) you I know a few of them And crazy people just tend to marry crazy people So I don't know That's an absolute shit theory And I throw that out Maybe I was just
1: actually projecting myself onto him Because I'm not married now So it's like no one would believe me if that happened to me (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: William 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 you could be married to like you know the fucking king of England who is now Charles and nobody would still believe you like nobody's gonna believe this shit which makes me think that like at that time what was it like the 40s like some little kid saying shit like that you could see how it was just shut down and the cop never spoke about it again and the other boy never spoke it again because like your 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 parents would just be like what the fuck like <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about plus like you know like kids weren't really listened to back then the way they are now it would be like shopping it and get under the stairs
1: god <laughs> oh, your childhood was rough um yeah yeah like yeah definitely i wonder like where like what happened to the alien after it was underneath the church who took it
2: well it is a common story isn't it throughout all of these experiences that you hear that like I was very intrigued to hear that there was a body and then in my head I was like oh the body goes missing because the bodies always go missing like you know mm. ugh, Ballad like, point it, 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 people aren't going to leave it around forever as evidence even if they do think that it's something because I guess they'd be scared like if it were true they'd be just scared to scare the fucking shit out of out of everyone it'd be like World War 3
1: or else Uncle Ernie murdered a child you know (laughs) you (laughs) know Shall we go back to the 1940s And see if there was a child That was went missing on that road Yeah
2: yeah And they had so many kids by, They had so many kids back then It probably wasn't reported Because nobody noticed That the fucking child was missing Until
1: about <laughs> oh 10 years old.
2: And they were like Where's Timmy? Where's Timmy? He went out to try his new Halloween mask And never came home
1: And, and Timmy like, was grey Because he was just anemic Completely mal- malnourished, had no clothes, and was just like running after, being like, "Help me! Help me! Do you have money?" Because he's seen it in Robert's pocket, jingling as he went to the shop.
2: Oh God, this was like World War Two, wasn't it? The poor child probably hadn't eaten in a few, a few weeks and had rickets.
1: Do you think that that child w- could could potentially have been you in a past life?
2: Uh, absolutely no I well no I think that I was the child getting chased like and then I just died of fright I'm I'm surprised that man is, was still alive to tell the story would have died of fright or else just slipped into psychosis because you would have been like oh so I saw something and everybody else like and nobody believes me I think it takes really stress real strong character to be like you know like this man is what 70 here all those years later to be like yeah that's
1: true yeah I saw it I wonder if it was just like some sort of like psychotic Episode that he the child had Because like of That war was like You know looming And all these soldiers And like the atmosphere And like Everything was just a bit mad And he just like Tapped into the yeah. panic And just like like what you said Maybe it was just people Drinking yeah. in the back streets Although that wouldn't really happen In the 1940s Like that It'd Be more kind of like In the you 70s don't... Like I would imagine 60s, 70s Yeah
2: I don't really think They would have Yeah I don't think They would have had much booze At that time To be drinking in the back street um, I think if you were that child And you had come across um Bigfoot And some very good man With luxurious hair extensions Out in the back end You would have been like Hey boy!" Oh
1: I would have been Sitting up on top hey. of the capsule And been like Let's go I would have been slapping on it, been like, bang, bang, let's wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. No girls allowed, no girls allowed, no girls allowed. The girls would have been screaming, and I was just like, it's fine, you just can walk away. You can literally walk away, don't want anything to do with you. It's fine. Me and um, Brad, me and Brad at Pitt in uh, Gone with uh, Legend of the Falls era is gonna head off to fucking Alpha Centuri. And Bigfoot's going to come too I don't know I'm playing I'm playing them off each other I don't know who I'm going to end up with
2: It would have been a lot more It would have been a lot more productive Than your current dating life I'd say
1: Do you think Bigfoot and your man Were kind of Bigfoot and the blonde haired guy Were going out Oh no! Actually, no. Never mind.
2: Yes, they were in some type of bear relationship. Would you please wrap this up and stop turning it into some kind of soft porn? I I believe that was you because you planted the
1: seed in my head.
2: Bear episode.
1: (laughs) What do you, you want me? How can I wrap this up? It's mental. <laughs> like, I'm not like Robert was Robert was inducted into a psychiatric unit. Um, he later went on to murder twenty five people. That, that unfortunately <laughs> that doesn't happen. It, it's just I'm just presenting you with the story and that's it.
2: So did he just did he just Maintain for the rest of his life that it was true and nobody ever really believed him. Was, was that like yep. it seems so sad it's, Yeah me. it
1: seems to be that way. Um, oh but what also is terrifying is like if this was true you'd never go outside again on the back lanes would you? Imagine the night time in the back lanes. Oh my
2: god. Oh my god. No oh my god. These, and these were in the days before you had a phone with a torch in it in your pocket. <laughs> there, wouldn't, there wouldn't even been streetlights oh my god <laughs> oh no plus carrots no. were
1: probably hard to come oh. by so your night vision was fucking minus 20 <laughs> like you were not going <laughs> to fucking that but that maybe that's how the, Arnie needed glasses he murdered a child Ernie needed glasses
2: I know that poor ch- that poor child was never found or, or
1: a dog or something was dead underneath the church <laughs> It's crazy um, oh, I presume that man is now dead This uh, this documentary seems like it's from the 90s So we'll never know So yeah, that's it guys It's one of those cases Oh,
2: God bless that man I, I guess
1: you could say it's a mystery of the unexplained That will never be explained
2: <laughs> Oh my God, that was so awful Don't even leave that in there Will Like we can't come back with you saying shit like this What did we talk about before we When we had our team meeting Before we pressed record What did we talk I, about?
1: I berated you for half an hour and said I can't believe that you got me drunk to sign a contract and here we fucking are (laughs) and uh, I can't get out of it that's what we that's what went on at our team meeting which you brought up and emailed me about while we were on the phone
2: (laughs) Oh my God! You really need to. Um, yeah, I just need to work on your sense of humor, personality, uh, presenting skills, uh, timing, and um, hitting the record button at the right time. So with that, I shall leave you. I'll, I'll be back next week with a story, lads. I hope it's better than no. Bill's
1: no, first actually, event. it's my week. So with that, I shall leave you. Uh, <laughs> next <laughs> week, and <Annie>, you <laughs> will have a story or something. And I'm sure you'll listen or something you know, just in the interim until I have my story. That week after so yeah i understand um but thank you for joining me annie thank you for listening to the story i think you can tuck it into the file in case and we might take it again if we have any other information which i doubt we will because somebody seems to be dead (laughs) join us next week for another well we should do the sign-offs more um more like a talk show join us next on, week oh, no we should do it more nationwide join us next week when we'll be talking to Anne-Marie Gann with another bet down story from the paranormal it's long go
2: why can't you ever finish with Mysteries of the Unexplained what because is your that's fucking dead problem gone four now. years later that is
1: like the child I Uncle later, <laughs> later, you're still that Uncle Ernie killed that is dead it. now that is gone
2: four years just do it the right way
1: join us next week for another mystery of the unexplained Explain, explain
2: explain explain still wasn't right actually by the way still wasn't right bye bye